Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey everyone, this is Lauren Brunslick and I am your fearless host. I don't know. I'm not fearless. Whatever I am. I'm your damn host for today. And we have a really a fun conversation with one of my absolute best friends, uh, Laura Johnson. She is not a chiropractor, but she and I have coffee talks multiple times a month because she runs a very successful um, Aveda salon with 11 employees. And it's really cool getting a completely different perspective on business and marketing in a small town. And, and she's an Instagram enthusiast and I love her. And we've known each other for nine years. So uh, I would say we tried to keep it very professional, but we did not. We totally just went there. I think within like 45 seconds of knowing each other so much, um, you're going to get that sense in the episode. I actually recruited her as a friend. Uh, she started as a patient and I was new in town. I didn't have any friends and I was new in practice and she was one of like my first patients. And I just remember she was only coming once a month at the time. I've bumped her up in frequency since then and she's consented. She knows that I share all this. Um, so I remember just getting so excited every time that like her once a month would come and I'm just like, oh, my soon to be friend is coming and eventually we became friends. I forced her into a friendship. Um, there's like a meme out there because she's uh, acknowledged introvert and I would, sure, we'll call me an extrovert. Uh, and there's a meme out there that says like how introverts make friends. They sit in a corner until an extrovert finds them. And that defines our friendship. Yeah. So with that, we're going to read our review. This is from Nugent Gent. Nugent. Nugent. Uh, can't get any more real than Dr. Lauren. Love the practical, no-nonsense approach Dr. Lauren has to so many of life's everyday situations from family, work, business, and more. Not a DC, but an entrepreneur starting my own business, and I find I get so much insight from my visits with her. Can't wait to hear all that she has to say. Five stars! 
And hey, if you are listening right now, uh, like on your iPhone, take it and quick, just do five stars. Write me uh, one sentence. It doesn't need to be a paragraph. It doesn't need to be a novel. Uh, but give me one or two sentences, what you like um, and what you look forward to. Maybe what's your favorite episode? If you have an easy question, drop it in there and we'll just answer it real quick. Um, okay, so She Slay Savings. You guys, I got you some coupons. And if you don't know what that joke is all about. Millennials, go back and you're going to YouTube Ron White coupons on YouTube. And I don't know, it's funny. It was funny 10 years ago. I think it still holds up. Anyways, go to SheSlaysSavings.com or SheSlaysPodcast forward slash savings. Sorry. And you will see we have three different offers for you guys. One is 20% off your first month of coaching with Megan Sanvey. She is my own like health coach. She has helped shifted so much of my mindset to get away from the scale um, and start like lifting weights. I am seeing so much change in the last five months from lifting weights through her program that I haven't seen. I haven't seen these muscles in years. So it's fantastic. Also, you can get 20% off your first month with the Progressive app, which is this brand new app by Connected and Inspired Media. Um, I know the women behind it, and oh my gosh, you could not find more genuine, authentic chiropractors who are inspired to help pediatric and prenatal practices make a difference. Um, if you go to sheslayspodcast.com, dot com forward slash savings. You're going to find more information on this app, but it's basically an app for pediatric and prenatal clinics that to save them time. It's got exercises on there for patients. The patients download it. Your clinic looks like all official because you have an app. It's awesome. And lastly, my girl who I love her artwork so much, she's inspired me to start dabbling in watercolors, um, more like stick figure people versus like the vertebrae and things like that. But you know, uh, Sandy Spines, she's got a really great Etsy store. She is blowing up her artwork. It's just beautiful. So you can save 10% off your order. And if she has stickers in stock, she will send you free stickers with that by using promo code she slays. So with that, whew, we ran through those quick. I want to do a prayer because this is an episode that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, if you have done any studying of Brene Brown, she talks a lot about courage, vulnerability, and empathy. And empathy is, I think, something that we as a society need a lot more coaching on and me personally. So this isn't based uh this episode isn't based on a question that somebody else wrote in but i told you that sometimes i hijack the conversation because it's a question i have and it's my podcast and so i get to bring people on to answer my questions too and so laura is a great friend and we have had so many mini conversations on empathy versus sympathy versus is there something wrong with me? Am I like the Grinch whose heart is three sizes too small? And we talk about all of that. And as healthcare providers, I think a lot of us, a lot of you guys, apparently not me, tend to have a higher percentage of empathy. And that can be good. And that can also cause a lot of problems in practice, leaving you drained. And so we're gonna talk to her. She's a recognized self-diagnosed empath, which means she just feels people's stuff way more than most of us. So with that, let's pray, and then we will just jump into the conversation with Laura and I. 
Dear God, please bless this conversation between two friends. Make it uh, valuable to others and not just Laura and I. I know that you have brought her into my life and me into hers uh, to have impact. She, I think you used her as a catalyst to get this podcast to be a thing for her to speak truth into me. Um, I poke fun a lot in this episode at myself and um, I make a lot of blanket statements. You know defense mechanism, right? Like help me continue to work on the softer part and not needing that defense mechanism of joking that I'm not an empath um, because that is just me hiding from, uh, you know, feeling soft and weak and being empathetic does not mean soft and weak. And we know that, and we know that our society needs more of that. So please bless this conversation. Help us know we're not, we're not stagnant humans. And even though we, some of us may feel we have no empathy that we, you want us to continue to grow. I believe Jesus was the OG of empaths. Um, and you want us to be more like him. So this is a relevant conversation. So in your name we pray. Amen. And with that, y'all, welcome to the She Slays podcast. And here is a conversation between myself and Laura Johnson. So, all right, we're officially recording. We are, we're doing it. Okay, so everyone, hey, I already did an intro. This is my friend. I will say this is my best non-Cairo friend. I don't know why I put the asterisk on that. Yeah, yeah you should probably get me. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a good friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, who puts up with more shit than most people should ever have to put up with in a friendship. Um, that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, so this is my friend, Laura Johnson, who is on, and she is the reason that there is a She Slays the Day podcast. Um, Whoop! <laughs> yeah. Without you, I don't know if I'd have done it. It's kind of a scary thing, but do you remember, like... Like, yeah, we had a we had a good long car ride conversation and you said it was like an idea and I thought it was a really good idea. Mm -hmm. So then we went past the idea and focused on like for like two hours on what the name was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. you know, the really important, the stuff. important stuff, the important stuff. We also told me like think you're a podcast junkie. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of my favorite stories is like you where what was happening that. Uh, I posted about it because I was like, when you tell your friend that you're listening to Spice Girl and you like listed like six spiritual podcasts yeah. that you were listening to. And I'm like, well, I'm listening to Pandora's Spice Girl video. <laughs> so, but no, you had a lot of like pros, things to recommend and things you didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say the one thing that I really yes. hate? Yeah. I said I wouldn't, I said I would do this as long as I didn't say something. And then Lauren goes, mm. Mm. that's mm. interesting. I love that. Now, hold on, yeah. though. Wouldn't that be being empathetic? <laughs> I don't know. In, in that case, I don't know. I feel like that's just because you have nothing else to say in the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't say that. <laughs> All right. Well, what we're going to dig into is because this is a thing. This is a thing in our friendship is Laura is a like self-admitted, like full-blown empath. Um, there have been times in our friendship that she has started crying when I have told her stuff that's happening to me. And I'm like, why the fuck are you crying? <laughs> like, I don't know, because you're sad. <laughs> and I am, 
well, we had to do some research on what I possibly am. As Kirby put it, everyone's on a spectrum of being an empath, a sympath, a psychopath or a narcissist. Right. And we're not really sure where I am on the spectrum. I can tell you that I'm a lot closer to empath than I was when we first started being friends. I do. (laughs) This is like the funny part because I do feel like maybe there's every other week you'll call and run a situation by me and I'll be like, not, not sympathetic. Like, or, or maybe I'll give you positive reinforcement that it was right. Or it was an empathic response to something. Sometimes I whip out a real good, something real good. Yeah. 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 Um, I call it my woo voice where sometimes on the, on the podcast I'll be like, okay, hold on. We're going to go there. You're going to see the 3% empath of Lauren come out here. It's a thing. It's a thing. Well, when I did Strength Finder um, like three years ago, so Strength Finder has 35, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. strengths. And it was number 32 of 35. <laughs> Empathy was. So that's number one. <laughs> it is number one. Yeah. Have you retaken the test? Uh, not in a couple of years, but I, I can about guarantee it's If it's not one, it's two. And I should say the where we do have things in common is I'm also a business owner. Yeah. So we do really have that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was wondering if it was still number one because you used to be like in public what was your undergrad? Public uh, health. public health. Yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about a bleeding liberal heart of just like <laughs> save the whales and yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um and now you run oh, an extremely successful Aveda salon. So that's where like your husband and I who <laughs> Oh my god, how I found two of you, I will never know. <laughs> he and I, so Laura's husband and her best friend me, share four out of five um strength finder strengths and if we open it up to like eight I think they're all the top yeah yeah so yeah you just surround yourself with weirdos and narcissists um (laughs) but there was a point where it like kind of pendulum swung I talked about this a couple episodes ago how just like our body doesn't naturally find homeostasis but it kind of pendulum to number three Mm -hmm. in what I call my god year Mm -hmm. um and now I would, I haven't taken it, but I bet it's probably like 15 to 20. So it's, it's growing, but there are, yes, like you said, there are multiple moments yeah. throughout the month where I'm like, Hey, that was empath- empathy, wasn't it? And you're like, close, <laughs> close, but not there. Yeah. So Laura's a unofficial expert the meter. <laughs> on empathy. Okay. So before we <clears throat> dig into all of my questions and this on the difference between empathy and sympathy and how you incorporate that into a service job, let's Break down our understanding of what the difference is Mm -hmm. because I'm confused. Okay. So, um, being not an expert, but somebody who like deeply all the time, like feels other people's feelings and emotions and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm basing this, all of this on. And Brene Brown. (laughs) And Brene Brown. Okay, so I guess I feel like we're, so you said specifically, like, look up a sympath. Which is somebody who practices sympathy mm-hmm. or somebody who's... Is like, that an actual term? Um, if I think as much as... gets a term, I think a sympath. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's... The only reason I feel like it's different is because, well, like, if you really want to get, like, into it, but, like, the difference between somebody who has empathy and somebody who is an empath is totally different. Like, I literally feel other people's feelings, and whereas I feel like empathy is more somebody who is practicing a specific thought process to get 
to relate to other people. That totally makes Does sense. I, you know, no, my way through yeah, that. So just somebody who's good at practicing <clears throat> empathy isn't necessarily an empath. Correct. An empath is almost like, um, I well, mean, it's kind of like on the... It's like, yeah. Um, let's say it's a lot of intuition. Yes, like, that's like, a great highly, highly sensitive person who maybe practices intuition. Let's, there we go. I like yeah. my noise effects of like... <laughs> <laughs> You own a lot of sage and crystals, is what you're saying. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, Okay, so going back, though, like, somebody who is sympathetic, I feel like they can relate to it how it would affect them. So, you know, if you you find out somebody's parent died, you're like, ooh, yeah, that would suck. Like, I'm really glad my parent didn't die, but I I feel sad for them. So that's easy to relate to. You can you can feel that. Yeah, I'm supposed to feel sad for that. But somebody who's practicing empathy would one of two ways, like a parent dies, you could either relate to that through the experience. So I, too, had a parent die. I can understand how hard this is and like where you're coming from, even though I'm not experiencing your exact situation. Or the other side of that, you haven't had a parent die, but you can say, I can sit with you and I can feel how this would affect me. I understand that this is extremely hard. So I think we talked about this like a week or two ago where you said we were talking about things that people say that don't feel good. Yeah. If you're talking about like something that's sad. And I feel like sympathy also wants to have, like, an action associated to it. <laughs> and this is where you're really good yeah. at sympathy. <laughs> like, Let's move past this discomfort. I will help rebuild your life. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so your parent died? Well, at least you have the other parent. We just watched that in the Brene Brown yep. video <laughs> as we refreshed for this. But, like, that's not, like, a helpful thing to really say because it doesn't, it doesn't validate the person's feelings. It doesn't make them feel like they're heard in that and it gives them like a solution it's not really a solution but it's kind of like you're trying to fix their problem like well you know they just died but oh good news you have another one like, oh man that right. we're gonna have to dig in deeper because i'm still like but isn't that what actually helps okay so empathy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so empathy in the Brene Brown video, um, she quoted Teresa Wiseman, and there were like four different points of it. Do you want to cover mm-hmm. those? Yeah. Okay, so the first thing that it was is perspective taking. So that was the, right? Is it my, mm-hmm. my kind of story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the first thing was like the perspective taking. So it's like looking at that person's situation mm-hmm. and I guess how I look at that is seeing the different nuances. Again, like let's go back to that that parent died. Like, are they feeling abandoned? They're, you know, how can we do something slightly less actually sad? Not because I don't I want yeah. that. Yeah, okay, but pick something. Uh because like I feel like as a non-empath who you could see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do like a dog dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see how that's like a lot yeah. where I'd be like, so you're going to get another dog? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dog lovers don't love to hear that. Are you getting another dog? <laughs> All right. Right. Oh, another dog. Okay. Okay. So if I tell you my dog dies, what would you say? Didn't it bite your kid in the face? <laughs> 
Like, uh, rest in peace, Ella. So I had a dog. Here's a dog card. Who did bite my nine-month-old in the face, but it was an accident. It wasn't like an aggressive attack. Um, yes, yes, she did die of cancer, Lauren. <laughs> On my birthday, Lauren. <laughs> okay, I didn't laugh when she died. I don't know. What did I say? Like, oh, your birthday's going to be ruined now. <laughs> Empathy? Not even close. No, no. I feel like the the empathy response to be to that is like that really sucks. I know you loved your dog a lot, and that's going to be really hard for you to get through. <laughs> okay, so what I'm picturing we can't like practice, look at each other when we're I'm doing this. In practice, is like, hmm, that sucks, right? Like you're sad about this, and you're going, yes, Lauren, I'm sad, like because you like your dog right yes i liked my dog i think we need to like hold up <laughs> cue cards for you to be like this is an empathetic response lauren oh my gosh kirby's my therapist I have like our therapist has to like coach me through because kirby's number one love language is affirmations and so there's like this or this app called love nudge and you like each put in what your um love Thing is mm-hmm. and then like the other person will say so like for instance Kirby said like okay so since he likes affirmations he'll say like I would like getting an encouraging text from you and he'll set the frequency cool and so I think he put like, like once a, a week he wants an encouraging text and so you both kind of put like this is what would make me feel special so like mm-hmm. I think I said like twice a month if you brought me a coffee for my afternoon shift or something like that So the problem I really deal with is so I get this like ding on my phone and I'm like just going about my day and it's like send Kirby an encouraging text and I would but the problem is is I'm like okay he's gonna I'm like dear Kirby where are my cue cards I am really happy that you cleaned the kitchen this morning thank you. And then, like, I'm like, that, he, that's not going to mean anything to him, but then it does. Yeah. So cue cards like for my life. I feel like needs to earmuff this part, but Lauren, I might need to be your ghostwriter in yeah, this. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. How about, I, here's what we're going to do. We're going to swap love nudges. This could get oh weird real God, fast. Yeah. We're like, I'll just hook my account to your husband's and I'll be like, oh, yeah, got it. I totally can relate that that's what would make you feel good. And you guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys are probably really similar with that. Okay, so we haven't even gone through So perspective oh, yep. taking. Okay, so trying to put yourself in the place of the other person and seeing it from their angles. So that is totally like walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Like you're not just like putting in their shoes and doing your thing. Like you are trying to picture what it's like from their perspective. Okay, I'm not trying to be difficult. Okay. I promise. This is why I had you on, though, because this is, like, legit. I promise. For anybody <laughs> listening, I am not trying to be combative or... Uh, and we really do this, like, a lot, so I'm yeah. very used to. Okay, so <laughs> this is where, when we talk about that whole spectrum of, like, sociopath issues... Yeah. yep. So where I struggle with that a lot, and I talk to you about this, mm-hmm. is... Um, uh, about two months ago, a month and a half ago, my mom was in the hospital mm-hmm. with like some really bad, they didn't know what was going on stomach stuff. So I had to like rearrange my schedule and like kind of beeline it down to lacrosse to be with her in the hospital mm-hmm. kind of indefinitely until we figured out what was going on. And I sent you and another friend a text saying mm-hmm. like, hey, FYI, like 
just keeping you in the loop because I knew, yeah. you know, you'd be like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Um, and as I was getting in my car, I remember distinctly getting in my car because I stopped to get coffee for the car ride down and thinking like, because uh, you had responded something like, I'm so sorry. You know, yeah. a nice person thing to say when yeah. someone, your friend says their parents in the hospital. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh, I don't even know what I feel right now. Like I didn't. So like you probably felt and mom, I know you're listening like. She knows me well enough. Yeah, to know. yeah. Like you probably felt worse and had more actual emotions about my mom being in the hospital than mm-hmm. I did in that moment mm-hmm. because I sometimes even lack emotions in those like weird scenarios of like, I don't know what to feel. I'm just kind of in like, I have to go to the hospital. This is what I have to do. So I'm going. Yeah. So then how does that give me a fighting chance to put myself in your mm-hmm. spot when something bad happens? Because I'm like, I don't know if I was in your spot, I would probably be emotionless yeah that you know you're not a broken robot person (laughs) (laughs) but I think that is a lot of okay so that's how you responded FYI for me um but I do think in regards to other people I don't know this, but I'm guessing that's not everybody's response to that. Like, I feel like there's, that's probably not the majority, Mm -hmm. but if it's for someone else, like you may have to do a sympathetic response that like, make it sound like that. It's an, you know, try to make it sound like you're practicing empathy, but you might be more sympathetic to the situation. That's just going to be how you're built. Like you can wear your sympath. Okay, like, so if your mom was in the so hospital, you could say, I would. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's really hard for you. Like, I, I what I was thinking for you, I was like, I'm sure that's really hard to coordinate with your schedule. You had to rearrange your work. Like, your docs had to rearrange everything. That sounds really stressful. Now Kirby has to take over for all the stuff at home. Like, these are just, like, the quick flashes of everything that you just had to take care of to go down there. That all sounds really stressful, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. Let me know if I can help you in any way. Okay. I, I can pretend I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number two on empathy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the next one was a lack of judgment when somebody's going through something. So I would say that's, you. I don't know, what's something that you would throw down judgment for somebody if they're going through a hard time? Like... I don't know. I'm. I don't think mm, parenting. Parenting oh. seems like it could be a good one. I mean, that's a good one. I yeah. So my kid. Ooh, ooh, ooh. let's do a chiropractic one. Oh, no. <laughs> so okay, I come in and I haven't seen you in like a month because life uh-huh. just got busy, and my kid is sick, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have an ear infection, but I just need you to quick fix this so she can go to school because it's the second week of school. Mm. How do you deal Mm -hmm. with that without the judgment involved? Well, I mean, are we talking judgment out loud or judgment in my head? Can I still have the judgment in my head? You can judge in your head a little bit, but you do have to come up with something that you're feeling empathy towards this person without the knee-jerk reaction of, well, you should have had your fucking kid in here three weeks ago and we wouldn't even be in this situation. Mm, yes. Okay. So You do one and then I'll do one. <laughs> so it's hard because I, I, Kirby says that one of the things that makes our marriage work is that I get to say I told you so so many times during the day and so I don't really bring that need and ego <laughs> <Yeah>. home. 
Um, so I'm, I've gotten really good at like, I have, mm, all my patients listening are like, for real, Lauren? Like, I, I get my diggins in these very like passive things. Uh, so I usually like start very empathetic of like, yeah. oh, and it's, and when is a child is involved? Yeah. That is a lot easier. Yeah. Because like the child's in pain. I also, it really sucks when your kid is, so I think I'd start there mm-hmm. of like, oh, it really does suck when your kid you mm-hmm. would just do anything to take it away. Let me take a look. So then I would go into doctor mode, look in the ear and be like, ooh, yeah, let me feel the neck. Be like, mm-hmm, that's nasty. That's mm-hmm. really bad. You know what? I can tell that's been there for a while. At least, when was your last appointment? Four weeks? At least three weeks. <laughs> oh, no. But I would kind of like transition through that like, do you think you're being a sympathetic or do you think you're reacting? Oh, definitely with sympathetic. Yeah, that's definitely not reacting with empathy. Is there a place to be empathetic in? <sighs> I feel like in that situation, now I'm not saying I'm like this all the time because I can do a healthy dose of judgment. <laughs> but I feel like if you're like if you're really truly looking at that situation and you want to, for the sake of an example, if you're looking at the empathetic response to that would be like, Maybe this mom has a lot to coordinate. Like, her kids are going back to school. Mm -hmm. She's trying to get everything ready. She's really doing the best as she can with new schedules and trying to get everybody in. And chiropractic just wasn't at the top of the list, even though the kids were I agree with all that. Okay. So, So like, when you say that, I'm like, you know, and so maybe that's the hard part is when there's not an individual person in the example, it is easier to just be like, listen, avatar mom Mm -hmm. who's lazy but like when you start saying that it's like oh yeah you know I say that to the team a lot of like look people gotta sometimes decide between their adjustments and food yeah like people gotta decide between their kids soccer practice and their kid loves soccer and that's where they're friends so like okay so it's seeing it on the individual level and not the broadness of I told you so but so you do practice it but it's like seeing it from that one individual example like you know of course what they should have done Mm -hmm. but seeing it from their perspective I think we'll really, which goes back to number one. <laughs> number one, we are nailing yeah. this. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think that's how you could view it at, like an actual in practice, like seeing it from that mom's point of view of mm-hmm. like, she's not there because it's the last resort. Right. It just is like life happened. Mm-hmm. She's coming in. Don't view it with the judgment. And I am making myself sound worse because like I've admitted like I love the idea of acupuncture. I actually hate acupuncture. My sister's the acupuncturist. Oh my God. <laughs> I freaking hate needles so much. I love acupuncture. Yeah. I do not like the puncture yeah. part of it. Um, and so there have been times where I I went like two or three months for sure mm-hmm. without getting in and I mean, I was bartering. Like I knew, it wasn't even like a financial thing of like, man, I don't really want to pay. It's just yeah. like, Oh, there, it just, it didn't make priority in things. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now you wrote me little notes for this and you <clears throat> just wrote for point number three, recognizing emotion in other. Others. Yeah. That's all I'm missing from that was yeah. an S. Yeah. Okay. Like you're feeling something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we've kind of covered this one because recognizing the emotion in other, other, <laughs> in other, others really does just mean like you're feeling with someone 
You're not feeling for someone. Feeling for someone is a little bit more detached than feeling with someone. This reminds me of the Africa example. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, um, oh, and by the way, I didn't write down notes for Laura to say. I wrote down these four points that Teresa yeah. Wiseman said yes. in the video that we watched. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and then like later, You're... she's going to talk about how amazing I am. Um, <laughs> she's like, wait, what did you write Tell here? Tell the notes. Yeah. No, so this was July, I think, and I was reading Melinda Gates' book, um, and she's talking about just the crazy shit in Africa. And I was talking to you on the pontoon about like how much I think it was bringing out empathy in me. Mm -hmm. And we had another one of these like really like who's on first type conversations <laughs> yeah. where I'm like, I feel like I'm practicing empathy. Okay. So what that was, re I don't remember it cause I didn't read the book. So you might have to like walk me through it again. But I feel like what your example was something like, you wanted to go help mothers. Like, we were moving to Africa, people. I still am going like, to. So it started with, yeah. I was just bringing up, like, you guys, this book is crazy. Yeah. And was talking about. Was it like the mothers with babies and no nutrition? Mm -hmm. or oh, it, was, it was like something like that. Yeah. It was like a percentage that just yeah. die within the and first like, year. But you wanted to go help. Because you realized it would make an impact, but the, however it was you were describing it, basically to sum it up, is like, it would make you feel good to do it. <laughs> it's kind of what it came down to. Like, you felt for them. Yeah, I felt like, really bad for them. Yeah. And that makes me want to go. Yeah. And I, I think... Sort of. <laughs> I feel like what... Yes, I do feel like you can put empathy in action. And I do feel like that's what you were trying to do. But the, I, I think it's like the background of almost like, like you're seeing a lot of big scope. I think if you, it's easier to think of empathy when you're narrowing it down to even a hypothetical of think of a mother. It doesn't have to be like a specific mother, but think of a mother who is probably going through something really likely where she can't feed her child. She doesn't can't afford to feel her feed her child. Mm -hmm. um, she may have had to give up other children or other children may have died. You know, like just going through like a lot of these situations to get in the mindset of somebody that you could help, I think makes it you a better helper. And so not saying that that wasn't because I think you were on the right track, but you were just like, I want to help all the people. I do. Yeah. And the, and it was like partially because you're like, but I can make an impact. And then I was like, okay, but you're kind of circling it back on circling how back you in the narcissism would feel about the situation. So yes, I I think you could practice empathy in action, but like narrow it down as to how like people may feel or how somebody mm -hmm. specific the may epidemic, feel. It just makes it better. Yeah. So what? Okay, I think. Connecting it with point three yes. is recognize emotion in others. Yes. I wasn't. Um, inspired to take action on uh, in Africa mm -hmm. because of the emotions of others. It was right. about an epidemic. And you are assuming you know the answer to their problem without thinking about the people. I think clean water is an answer to their well, problem. Well, yeah, <laughs> but in the yeah big picture, yes, it is. Yeah. But you're you're not thinking about like the person, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So not saying you're wrong. Yep, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then the next one is communicating that you recognize their pain. 
So that does not come down to the... Um, Okay, so we can use this example because I'm very comfortable talking about it, but I had two miscarriages before I had my two children. Mm -hmm. And so that was really easy. It's an easy example to use because so many people say the wrong things while thinking they're helping. So you get way more sympathetic responses than you do responses that are rooted in empathy um, for a lot of different reasons. But the big one with that is I heard this and it was like horrible, but like, well, at least you can get pregnant. I'm like, well, that isn't helpful if I can't stay pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that, that is like really not helpful. And so it was almost like people just don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. But what I said was more helpful were the people who were just like, and this is what I say whenever something happens, is you're not looking for anything other than somebody recognizing like you're in pain. So it's the, that fucking sucks. I can't imagine how you're feeling. Like either, what can I do for you? Or is there anything I can do for you? Or if I can't do anything for you now, just know I'm there for you. Mm -hmm. Is definitely a way better response than any of the other stuff. Like, I got this. Like, well, God has a plan. So like, Ooh. well, that one. Do you like think that... Um People who are better at empathy are more capable of sitting in the discomfort of... For sure. For sure. Of whatever. Well, and I, the know. thing with empathy, too, I feel like if you're sitting like that, and we can talk about, like, the happy sides of empathy, too, but... Um, there are happy sides? Well, yeah, because, like, I generally, like, if you're, like, super excited about something, well, maybe that's more because, like, I'm, like, absorb. You have a lot of energy. <laughs> but, like, I'm, like, absorbing your, like, happiness and stuff. But pain is easy because most people can relate to pain. But I think... I don't, I just lost my train of thought. Well, we're... Oh, we were, t I got distracted by, you said there are good parts of empathy. Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh sitting in the discomfort. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's different. Like, honestly, empathy doesn't, it requires more of you internally than it does externally. Sympathy, you're trying to come up with all this external stuff that the people have to, like, you're doing a lot of work with that, but you're not internalizing it. Like, I feel like with empathy, you should internalize it and think about how it makes it feel, but you're not really required to do as much. You're just required to be there. Mm -hmm. Which can be really un uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're in the service industry and, mm -hmm. a and small business owner. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the listeners are chiropractors, mm -hmm. um, which I think physically we lay touch. Hands on yeah, people. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> yeah. I think this just the laying hands on mm -hmm. that's a huge one. Yeah. Um, so as an empath mm -hmm. in a service industry, mm -hmm. has that been hard for you? Like, especially in the beginning? Yeah. Like yeah. So I feel like I'm, I'm so much better now. And like, I'm way, I'm way better about recognizing. I didn't even know that whatever I was had a label until probably like maybe a year, year and a half ago. Thanks, Brene. It wasn't Brene. I don't listen to or watch or read Brene. I, I have no Brene in my life. What? The only one was the wilderness book that we read for book club. And that wasn't even my favorite. Oh, how... I don't know. I don't like self-helpy stuff, really. You really don't like nonfiction. God, no, no. Um, but that was damn it, Lauren. I know I don't know where I'm going. Like <laughs> we were talking about in the in the beginning. In the beginning. Oh, and I didn't even know that it like had a name. Mm -hmm. So I was like, my 
I would get anxiety from people like, and I think a lot of people can read a room, but I can definitely read a room. I can read a situation. I can read somebody's energy. Like I can, I can do all of those things without knowing what it was. So I had a ton of anxiety that I was like on medication for, for a long time. Like people used to give me, was that the height of your anxiety? Uh, of just not knowing what I was going kids. on. I think that's honestly what it was because I also, I just, I, I didn't know how to get rid of it either. Yeah. And that was like a really big thing. So I feel like I was, I, and I just didn't know. And the other thing is like, you don't realize till later that I just thought everybody could read a room or a person or a situation like that. I was just like, I didn't know that that wasn't like what everybody like feels or was like, like I knew I could get my feelings hurt really easy, but I was like, why doesn't How it like make become it? friends? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's very confusing. You got your, so you get your feelings I'm very hurt, understanding. But aren't you able to be empathetic that like they didn't mean that? Well, yeah, that happens all the time, which is why it's really hard to like speak up about anything because I can also get intention behind it. So not that you hurt my feelings a lot, like it really doesn't happen. But like if you say something, it's really easy to be like, well, I know that wasn't your intention because I didn't feel any ill will coming off of you. Like I know you didn't mean it like that. So it's like, it doesn't really hurt my feelings anymore. But then you kind of let, this has bitten us in the ass before in a friendship. <laughs> yeah, because then I let it go because for a Because then you let it go for a long I, time. Because I do get your intention, but then when it comes up, it's just like, okay, I don't know how long I carry this for. <laughs> but finding, I guess like figuring out, because now like, and maybe it is Brene that made like that word, like kind of pop up for people, but like when you can figure out that you are an empath, like it's way easier to like read something or take a quiz or even like if that's like your baby step into it or any of this is resonating, like do a quick Google search and you can figure out a lot about yourself now. So for me, that made it a lot easier. Um, when I first started doing hair, I just didn't know, like, I was like, I am so fucking exhausted at the end of the day. I'm like, I can't do anything. And I just didn't get why. And also like in the beginning of my career, like when you have all those drain suck Mm -hmm. clients, (laughs) like we all have them. Yes. Now I can be a little more selective of like who I take for a client and stuff, but it does help that I'm like weaning out those like people because like their energy doesn't match with mine either. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of like rejected them along the way. So it's way easier for multiple reasons. Like I don't have those people that are horrible. I am able to do way more like meditating helps a ton. Like I can talk crystals in my bra. I feel like somebody who thinks that crystals like help. Um, but Which there's a crystal, lot. Are there specific crystals that you I use? Come, I kind of grab whatever feels like good that day. But um, I usually do. Hematite is really heavy. That's like a grounding That's crystal. That's black, right? Yeah. I don't carry those like a ton. It's more like a, a rose quartz. Sometimes the smoky quartz or regular quartz are like my big ones that I feel like just kind of help. Um, and if you're a meditator, like that could help as well. Like I like, I don't do like sitting down, like practicing meditating, but, but like before I go to bed or get up in the morning, like that kind of thing, then I'll just like go through, like set your intention, wash through the day, like see how it feels. That kind of thing. Okay. So I do feel like it helps, but it also helps um, clearing up the negative people. <laughs> so like literally clearing yeah. like them from yeah. your schedule. Yeah. That helps a lot. And I, I, 
I do feel like we really set the intention at the salon though. Like I have 11, including myself, there's 11 of us. And I just don't feel like we really get those people anymore. Hmm. Honestly. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We don't get as many of them as we used to. We definitely have, like, let's say, I don't even know how many people we see a week, but like, let's say we see 200 people a week. There's probably less than a dozen that right. are the ones that really are wasting your time. And if you get a new person in who's like that, generally they don't, they just don't mesh. Right. Um, but so even if, so, I mean, those are like the drains, but like mm-hmm. most people are not drains. Most people are just normal, but they'll sit mm-hmm. in your chair for yeah. two hours. And most, most even normal people talk negatively. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Like we're just yeah. tend to yeah. be kind of like a pessimistic society. What's yeah. going on in life? Oh, I'm so busy. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, so you're talking about like, you will wear crystals, mm-hmm. you'll meditate, and that's how you learn to like just block yourself from absorbing all of that negativity. Um, because like we get it very similarly. Obviously, you can imagine yeah, of like you get it. Oh, I'll get a patient who like yeah. came for migraines, and three months in, I haven't heard anything good, and they're like onto their right knee, and everyone knows how much I love knees and elbows and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. on the podcast, and I'm like. But Diane, what about your fucking migraines that are gone? You know, like yeah, yeah. I, it's hard because that's totally different in your industry. Because uh, people are coming to you with a problem. Like I don't, I don't generally have people that sit down with a problem. Mm. Now, do I definitely feel okay? Oh yeah, okay. We could use this example. I do this a lot. People like tell you the weirdest damn things. Like honestly, I, now I'm spending like between 45 minutes and two and a half hours with people and people tell you weird things and what's most the weirdest of the, thing that somebody's told you that oh you can think god of? oh man that i can think of now i'm on the spot i can't i won't think of anything okay. but it'll just be like if you think of something you can just stop and blurt it out <laughs> okay i've set a precedent for that <laughs> yes, on the that's podcast true. that's true okay i'll think of something um but people will come up with a lot of times they just want to be heard and they're not looking for me to solve their problems. So I don't have to, it is definitely mindset. Like I, I won't lie about it. Like there's not something that I do that's magical other than it really is going to be truly my, my mindset. Because if somebody's coming to me with a problem, they just want to be heard. They're, they're not looking for me to solve their problems, nor do I have any intention to solve their problems. And you shouldn't either. I shouldn't You're, either? No. Like if so, well, besides, if well, it's okay, medical. So how would that work medical. in a healthcare provider? So if. Is somebody telling you, well, you've said it before, you can't care more than the patient does. Right. And that's kind of how I feel too. Like I can give you all of the information and you can choose to take it or not. Because you're, they're just looking for somebody to hear them. Mm-hmm. They're not like, are they looking for you to solve the oh, problem? Oh, that's true. It's all so like when we associate drains within chiropractic, it's usually it's not that we're annoyed that somebody is communicating their pain. That's not the problem. It's that we know they're not going to do the stretches. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do the nutrition. Mm-hmm. So recognizing yeah. that that person just wants you to. Hear them? Yeah. They just want to tell you about it. So you can walk away from that being like... So sometimes being a better healthcare provider can literally, especially for those people that you're like, Nancy, you're not going to do the stuff. Yeah. Is they will get better results by you just turning on your empath hat. Because all they want you to do is hear what that is. And 
Maybe they want you to solve the problem, but you probably know by now which of your patients Mm -hmm. don't want you to solve the problem. So don't, maybe don't give them another exercise they're not going to do. That's just adding one more thing to their plate, but maybe they really just want you to feel like, wow, they like, they, who cares what it is? Like you do a lot of gardening. I bet that's hard on your knees, but you make, like you grow such beautiful vegetables, Maybe that's all they were looking for. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, okay, sociopath question. <laughs> Am I allowed to yeah. ask them? Okay, so like, I'm in doctor mode. Yep. And you're coming in complaining of your knees. Mm-hmm. And I say, Am I allowed to say, like, okay, Karen, mm-hmm. do you want me to give you exercises for your knees or do you want me to? Just say. I think if you, you say can't enough, ask, you can't you, say. No, I do. I would. I would totally. How many times do I like? Maybe not to you necessarily, but like, no. Sometimes you'll tell me something, and I'll be like, "Do you? What type of friend do you want right now? <laughs> like, do you want the friend? Like, trust me, if you want a friend to like, like grab a pitchfork and burn down the town, like <laughs> I am your girl. But if you want me to actually be like the voice of reason and give you solid advice, like. I can do that, but sometimes you just need to tell me what you're looking for. Like, you probably are so much in the role of just, like, giving the advice and telling them what to do. You just cut it down a little Mm -hmm. and ask them. I don't think that's a problem to ask. Like, you could, if you're uncomfortable with it, say it in a funny way first. Just be like, now here's the deal. You've been coming to me for two years, and I've been giving you exercises. Do you do them? And if they, like, laugh and give you a half-assed response and be like, Okay, well, I have my answer yeah. then. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's just like I don't know how much you dig into it, but if it's a knee problem, like what do you what do you like to do in your spare time? Like you could dig out a little bit more information mm-hmm. if you care. Yep. And you don't have as much time as I do either, but Nope, I do not have two no. and a half hours. No. But yeah, no. So what I'm definitely hearing, this is good stuff because uh so much of my life, whether the people around me want it or not, is just like Problem, here's my solution. Mm-hmm. Problem, here's my solution. Well, you got a podcast for it <laughs> oh, shit, where you right? don't have to spend two and a half hours talking to someone. I, they just send it to you a question. Yep. <laughs> they tell me they want my advice, I swear. <laughs> um, but just getting more comfortable, like just practicing on a daily basis, even if I just started like, okay, once set my intention that like at one time today, mm-hmm. somebody's going to come to me with a problem, whether mm-hmm. it's an employee, my husband, my daughter, my friend, a mm-hmm. patient, or a listener. Okay, a listener is a bad example because if they're writing in, they want me to answer. Yeah, yeah they do. It's not a listener. <laughs> so remove that. Yeah. You know, I, I, but if I just said like, okay, here's a good example to become more empathetic is mm-hmm. I'm going to at one point today when somebody comes to me with a, in my mind, problem, mm-hmm. practice sitting in the discomfort and just being with them instead of immediately jumping Mm -hmm. to like, well, have you tried doing this? Um, And maybe, I don't remember where I heard this. I think it was on Real Housewives, actually. Uh, (laughs) God. There was like a therapist. (laughs) Anyways, there was a therapist on a really bad TV show um, that practices by saying, um, well, some advice 
if you'll accept it or mm-hmm. like if you're willing to receive mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I tried throwing it out on my mom that night. And she was like, that was really nice. And I was like, thanks. I, I heard it today. But then I haven't done it since then because I forgot. But that is a, I think that is a really good way because, okay, but on the other end of it, just because I feel like I have to say it, you don't want to go the other way and have them be complacent either. So like, don't go, don't go too far with it. And just all of a sudden they're just there to get their adjustment and then they head out and you know, like you don't want to be on that end either, which I don't think you would, but you just don't want it to go like too far. Like you want it to be helpful in hearing them. So that's why you could do start with it as something little like that. Like figure you'll know your patient that just probably wants to be heard because mm-hmm. they're going to be negative Nancy. And I will say, I'm sorry. That sounds hard. Yeah. And yeah. that's the yeah, end. You just that's right on your arm. That's, underneath. that's yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or to like. For the right if scenario. You ca- if you care enough, you could be like, um, I, yeah, like, let's go back to the knee pain, Nancy. Knee pain. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it's her and she's like, oh, my knees are just killing me. You're like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. What's going on? And then just let her go. And right. can be like, well, maybe next week will be better. What? Oh my god. Okay, just but just settle in it for one. Yep. You don't mm-hmm. and you can go back the other way. Mm-hmm. But this is a scenario where I've already given her lots of advice and she hasn't correct. taken it. And you're super uncomfortable, so mm-hmm. maybe you're probably doing it right. Is that the gauge? Are you uncomfortable with that? Oh yeah. Okay, then there, yeah. there you go. That seems right. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the test is I'm Are uncomfortable. You, yes, because with, you're out of your element with just giving her that. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm gonna practice that. Yeah, maybe no. maybe one a week for you. No. <laughs> I can do one a day. I think you're gonna notice I'm like doing it on you. You're gonna, you're call. Right. but then when I'll just like sit there for ten seconds and be like, "Do you want to know what I would do?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and don't get mad about it. Not that not that I think you would, but like don't get mad at that patient about it because then you're investing too much again. No, and All that is a big thing do, that yeah. I do hit home people of like you said, like you can't care if you're gonna be mm-hmm. like hands off you can't carry that baggage but you might feel better about that person Mm -hmm. if you can just if you can just do that and send them out like that's going to be even though you're not an empath but like that is going to be way less energy than you've just invested in Mm -hmm. it might might feel weird until you get it into practice Mm -hmm. but you're gonna in the long run probably invest less energy in that person yep okay so gonna be a i don't want to be a dick about things Mm -hmm. um but you know i will so (laughs) The world, okay, so we snap our fingers, and the world is full of a bunch of empaths. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a bad idea, right? Yeah, that sounds okay. really bad. Well, we've joked about this because we're like, you and Josh, my husband, would be like a nightmare couple. Oh but freaking Kirby and I would be awful <laughs> together because all because we just... would do is sit there with hurt feelings, talking, talking endlessly until we're both so fucking exhausted <laughs> with it. We're done. So, and nobody's giving advice. Everyone's just feeling so. We're just feeling it all. Um, are do you think that sympathy or empathy is less in? Like the movers and shakers and podcast creators and as self-help writers. Like, do you think that that category of people tends to have less empathy because their instinct is to fix, repair, advise, and move? Based off nothing but my personal opinion, I probably think <laughs> This yes. entire podcast yeah. is based on <laughs> my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I do probably agree because I would say like most of, 
I'm a business owner. My husband's a business owner. You guys are business owners. Like we do associate with a lot of like those Mm -hmm. type of people. And I think you said this actually on a podcast. Maybe it was even your last one, but it was kind of funny because you're like, we don't get into this because we don't want to meet our goals. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just really want to have like a great workspace where my players are so happy. And the plus side is we make money. (laughs) (laughs) You're sitting here with your head in your hands. Although... I mean, We're, I, I would say, though, you and I are probably very different bosses, employers, just because of like what are how we are mm-hmm. and not saying either one is like better or worse, but we definitely do it very differently. So I do think like somebody like me can absolutely be a really great boss, but I don't. Oh, have- gosh, I would much rather work for you. <laughs> I'm very kind. All of my no, <laughs> but it, yeah, but luckily I have Josh who is more so of, I mean, he lets me do my thing, but like he would definitely be like a driver. Like if I need to go to him for like advice or like what I need to do to move ahead, like he's going to tell me what the numbers are mm-hmm. or like what I need to do. Um, but I might get there a totally different way. Like he's, uh, this actually drives me crazy because I'll like talk to him about something and he is like so freaking good at giving me advice about like, I'm going to say my business, even though like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like, he's really good at giving me advice about my business. But when I give him advice about his business, oh Lordy, can he not take anything? <laughs> Which just like pisses me you off. You should go back and listen to the episode of Jessica and Jason. <laughs> Jessica and Jason. We can talk about ours. <laughs> Are you giving away puppies? Are you giving away enough puppies in your business? <laughs> I give away too many puppies. Josh is very stingy. Okay. So we don't want all empaths no, in the world. No. We want a mix. So then what is all the fuss about? Like, why won't Brene shut up? <laughs> That's going to uh, be the quote of the week. It's like, yeah. why, why is there such a like, we need more empathy. Because I think with that empathy comes compassion. And I think that's what goes like hand in hand and like what's like the trendy conversation is because so many people are like, we don't have enough compassion in the world. It's us versus them. It's like all this stuff. But if you have empathy for the other side, like I am a great devil's advocate for someone because I can absolutely see two sides to everything. And I might not agree with the other side. Like, you know, the easiest example is politically. Like Mm -hmm. I can, I'm on one side, but I can deeply resonate with why someone else feels that way, even if I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, compa- I, I think it's about compassion. Whereas so not, we simple- don't want a world. Okay. So then it's, we don't want a world full of empaths, no. but a hundred percent of people should be able to practice empathy. Yes. And I think you can teach it, like obviously mm-hmm. teach it to your kids, but like it's a really good conversation to have. And like you can look it up and how do we do this with kids and how can we do it in adults? But it's sitting and truly, and using the political example, like if I'm talking to somebody who's completely on the other side, like, I don't know, gun control, like, you know, you're sitting and you're actually listening to why they think about something. You might not agree, but you could be like, OK, I guess like I, I guess I can understand. And we just don't talk about stuff anymore. No. I don't remember what no. I was listening to, but like um, like politics and religion and things like that. Like we just don't even talk about it anymore mm-hmm. because we just kind of assume that we can't have a safe conversation mm-hmm. where, yeah. you or know, you we practice to, empathy. Yeah, you you stop listening. That's why I always come back, like, to the individual. You're done listening. If you don't listen to somebody's individual stories and you're just seeing something from the collective, you're not getting that compassion. You're just seeing it from an outside 
perspective, I guess. So does Josh hate fiction books too? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So yeah. another exercise in growing empathy, Kirby brought this up a long time ago and I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, cause I used to not be able to read any fiction yeah. book because I thought they were boring. Why would I care about a fake person's story? I don't even really like memoirs unless you've like changed the world. This is so funny like, because you, you have said this, you're like, why would I waste my time reading a fake story? Right. And I'm like, why would I waste my time doing this other thing? If I can just relax in this other book, like we say the exact same thing yeah. about the other genre, but apparently reading fiction grows empathy in people yeah. um, oh, because I, yeah, it I gets you this. invested yeah. in somebody yeah. else's story and yeah so. absolutely okay yeah. well um last thing I want to do a rapid fire question of like how a normal person <laughs> practicing empathy should okay. respond to like real life questions and I think they're all going to be the same damn answer okay but, okay okay so somebody loses a job Somebody okay. comes in like, oh, I just got fired. How you you don't jump in to, to helping? You just No, I would just be like, okay, well, how how are you feeling about that? Because you don't know, you automatically assume lost their job, that'd be a bad thing. Oh, but maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's not. So maybe that person responds with, um, it really sucks, like I'm losing the income, but I don't know, maybe this is my opportunity to go back to school. Okay, there's like a little nugget there. Okay, can so, I pick up on the nugget yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can I can go there with the nugget, or well, am I supposed? Are you going to solve their problem, or are you just going to ask some questions? Well, are I'm you going to jump in like, and be like, "Where are you going to go to school?" So what are you going to go back to school for? No, just chill. No, no, no just it'll just chill. be like, just okay, that's like that's awesome cool, idea. Cool, cool. Have you been thinking about this for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not like I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So initial answer is to just like, how are you feeling about it? Cool. 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 Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, what if somebody says they're struggling to find their purpose? Like Mm. say a 24 year old who has a college degree, hates their degree. Are we talking about a job as far as purpose? Like what's their career? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I would start with that with like, like, did they go to school? Are you in college? Like, Oh, well, what are you not liking about your job right now? So it's questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, you should totally just go back to school or you should. But like, what are, feel it out. Like, what are you, wh- what are you not liking about it right now? Is it, is it the people you work with? Do you think you'd be happier in a different career? No, they don't like the career at all. Okay. What do you like to do? Is there anything about your current career that you do like? Like maybe they're just not in the right place. So what you're saying is, is... Communication is key. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Questions and not being like, but, well, you know what I've always thought you should do? <laughs> You'd be so good at that. You'd be so good. But I already pulled up like the website and started the admission You shouldn't be form. coming up with the an- answers for them or directing them to the converse, like to the answers. Like, mm-hmm. let them, like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can practice this in real life, but not podcast life. No. No. That would no. be... A- really boring maybe a funny podcast okay the one thing i will say it's like obviously the person who's submitting the question has a very biased view so if i'm going to be practicing empathy with your person i would say like um i don't remember you you did something it was like they were an associate maybe and then they had like a boss well 
you're not, you're just getting the associate's point of view. Mm -hmm. So just be like, are you seeing it just out of your lens? Are you putting yourself in the place of the employer? And if you can do that and you still think they're not correct at all, like let's, then let's go from there. But you're answering questions based off just the person, Mm -hmm. which is totally fine. It's your show. You do whatever the hell you want. But if you're going to ask another question, it's, or ask that of the person is, are they seeing the bigger picture in this or are they just seeing their little portion of it? Yep. Okay. Your dog dies. I'm sorry. At least it's not your kid. <laughs> not the right answer. I learned that's not the right answer. <laughs> um, I would just say that is so sad. Are you okay? How are you feeling about it? And, and you could insert that. All they got to do is just talk about it. Okay. And you can insert that response for... A miscarriage, a death of a human, yep. death of a fiddly yep. fig. I feel like you're always safe if you're like, that sucks. Or if you really want it, that fucking sucks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But just giving them that chance to be like, you just heard them and there's nothing else you're going to say that's going to make them feel better, but maybe they want to just talk about it. And if they don't, that's okay too. You can totally move on. But maybe they just need somebody to ask a couple of those questions that make them feel like they're not totally misunderstood. All right. Okay. I I think we've definitely moved the needle. Like, I get it. I think what really clicked for me was my innate not wanting to sit in the discomfort. Yeah. Like, it doesn't actually feel helpful. Mm-hmm. And so, and I want to help. I want to desperately help. Yeah. And so, like, just sitting and being with you doesn't feel to you. It doesn't feel me. like help, but it is but definitely it is. help. It is. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being on. Yeah. Um, you had said that like it's really hard listening to <laughs> my episodes and not being able to like converse. <laughs> I don't know how old your general listening population is, but do you remember pop up videos on VH1 oh, where yeah. it would like blurb up with yes. something? I was like. Damn it, that's what I want to do. Because it feels weird to listen to you and not be like, oh. Live tweet. Live tweet. They do it on Real Housewives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we tell the story right before we go of what happened on my way here? Oh, gosh. Yes. So on my way here, I was driving. Lauren sends me a a text that just says, pumpkin latte, please. Because she's a basic bitch. And, And so I was like, called. I'm like, no problem. What kind of coffee do you want? Do you want a hot? Do you want an ice? We go through this whole thing and we leave. And I send her a text. I'm like, well, you do have a working husband at home. Would Kirby like something? And then it was, oh, yeah, I do have a husband. I I almost responded to that. Nah, he's fine without even asking him. And then I was like, Kirby, do you want a coffee? And he's like, yeah, I'll take a cold brew. I'm like, cold brew with cardamom. But don't worry, Lauren's needs were met. So all is well in the Brunswick house. All is well. (laughs) Sociopath, narcissist, not sure, but we're getting more empathetic. And I'm going to continue with your help to become better. So, all right, crew, I hope that this was not just like listening in to two (laughs) friends talking too much yeah um and i hope you got something out of it if you have questions obviously your questions are not gonna be to me because you on empathy because you know like my response is gonna be like well this is what you should do but you know what maybe if they write in a question i will practice empathy back on that question i'll just be like here you go that'll be helpful yes that's how you that's how you're gonna hash it out all right sounds good so (laughs) until next week she slayers bye
Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? Sked has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. Sked was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.